welcome to The Awkward Stare, where Army, Natasha, and Jahan take a long, awkward look at life and deep dive into all manner of subjects. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you like what you hear, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. And we love hearing from you. So don't hesitate to send us an email at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. You can also just slide into our DMs at theawkwardstarepodcast on Instagram. Hey, all. (laughs) So we're here. We're going to have a conversation about careers and dreams and, uh, yeah, life a little bit. I guess careers are a part of life, right? Okay, whatever. Um, So let's go. So before we get into it, how's everybody doing this week? Good. This week was a challenging one, but I made it through and it's Sunday and it's another week. And I'm excited for this conversation. My week was good, regular, nothing too special, same old work drama, but I'm here, ready for a new week. Oh, work drama. Hmm. Always work drama is interesting. Is it the gossipy type or is it like stupid shit? It's stupid shit. It's stuff that's like, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't, you know, we aren't performing heart surgery. This isn't like life or death stuff. It's like lumber. So I'm like, do, do, do. Not that serious. <laughs> we work in wood, y'all. We work in wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Working with wood. We working with the woods. <laughs> How about you, John? Um, it's been, you know, I am going through my own uh, progression in life. You know, just taking it, trying to take it as it comes right now. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Typical Jahan response. Um, but you know, let's get into it. I'm, I just wanted to, <laughs> you know, skip over that. Um, so I, I remember like when I was a child, um, I remember two instances when people asked me what I wanted to do. Um, the first, I, I don't remember why I was in this circle. I think it was with the, um, if the, Natasha remembers because she went to the same elementary school. But, you know, when they used to teach us about drugs, that we shouldn't be doing drugs, we shouldn't be, and, and that weed was a gateway way drug and all that. We were aging dare. ourselves. Huh? It was, wasn't it DARE? I it, think it might have been DARE. I, not, I don't know. The DARE program. Yeah, I think it was program. the DARE program. So I was sitting in the D-A-R-E people for who y'all don't know for who DARE <laughs> is. <laughs> I don't remember what it's drugs, something. I don't know. Anyway, that worked out for me. Um, so <laughs> I would say, so we were sitting in this circle and the woman, I forgot her name, asked uh, us like what, what we wanted to do. And I gave like four or five responses. Like, and I remember one was actress and the other was, um, imagine this police officer. I don't know why I said that, but I know there, was, there were other responses in that. And then I remember a little while later, my parents asked me what I wanted to do when I got older. And I said, um, lawyer. And I don't remember what prompted me to make that response. Maybe I had thought about it. 
maybe it sounded like the right thing, but over the next 10, I would say 10 years, um, that kind of formed my education because I went to junior high, a junior high school program for um, law and justice. And then I went to high, I did a high school program in law and justice. And about my third year, I decided I, I don't really want to be a lawyer. But all that time, through all that time, I kind of had this idea that I could be a lawyer and do film because I always liked film and I always wanted to do it in some capacity. So I was like, oh, I could be an actress and be a lawyer or a film. Well, I didn't really have the um, language to say like filmmaker, but like make film. I could make film and be a lawyer or something, some combination. Um, so what, after I said I didn't want to be a lawyer, I was like, oh, maybe I could do like sell art, um, be an art salesman, I guess. I, I forgot what it, it was like art consultant or something like that. And my father was like, uh, that's really kind of for rich people. It's like, okay, let me just rethink about this. And I was like, oh, I always liked Indiana Jones. So why don't I become an archaeologist and uh, do that? And uh, that, that sounds good. And I could still probably make film. I got to college with the intent of uh, being a archaeology major. And I went into the anthropology department with a concentration in archaeology. And then I was like, oh, I really don't know about this archaeology thing because I don't hear ab about any boulders chasing me. I don't hear about any... Uh, anybody's trying to shoot at me. I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing the things I need to hear. And, um, but I love this cultural anthropology thing you're telling me about. So I really love my cultural anthropology uh, class. It was just interesting. It just put me in a set mindset that I kind of shifted um, away from archaeology to cultural anthropology, but also I realized that I could also study film. I could do a double major. So I ended up doing a double major in film. What, what were your uh, career journeys like um, when you were younger? What, what did you want to do with your with your existence as a young person, as a young whippersnapper? For me, it was a transition of so many different kind of careers that I thought were the right kind of thing to do. I remember the first thing I wanted to do was to be a architect. And the reason I wanted to be an architect was because I like drawing floor plans. I had an architecture class in junior high school, but why I did not pursue that was because of the math. <laughs> so you had to do all this complicated math. And I was just like, yeah, no, never mind. Then um, in high school, I wanted to be a doctor and I really wanted to be a doctor because I like biology class and, and that really interests me. So I thought about that, but then I was like, very early on, I realized how uh, sensitive I was and how much I would probably not enjoy that because of how emotional I am. So I switched that. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a while. College, I went for liberal arts, so that's just general studies. Then I thought I wanted to do business, you know, be like in business management or whatever, but that didn't interest me too much either. Then I got into fashion, which is something that I really, really loved. I worked in fashion in New York for many years in many different facets. So I don't know, I was doing that for a while, but 
never found any satisfaction in any of it, to be honest. It was just like a means to an end. I have to pay my bills. And fashion is a cool thing to do. And I really love fashion. I, I really still do love fashion. But um, I always knew I wanted to leave New York. So it was like, I'm going to leave New York. And from there, my life started pretty much all over again. And now I work at a lumber company. And ultimately, what I want to do is just enjoy my life and be happy. I don't really, I don't really want to focus too much on having a career because at the end of it all, you die and it doesn't matter anyway. You know, company keeps going. The career you build doesn't really matter other than, you know, what you can leave to your family. So that's how I feel about it. Sorry, but that was a little dark, maybe. <laughs> so we both wanted to be architects. Why didn't I know that? Um, so I, when I was younger, I, I still have some of the books uh, here. Uh, my parents always talk about buying a house. And I used to sit down and draw flat four plans in a, in a composition marble notebook. Um, and then my mom got me a, uh, like this paper set with, like decor tables and chairs and all these things and I was like this is really cool and I was pretty young so I can't tell you how old I was but I, I do remember using a marble notebook for that and then when I don't remember anybody ever really asking me what I wanted to do I just know I enjoyed that and you know now as an adult I put it together that that's where it kind of started but I didn't know what that was but I know I used to like doing that doing it in different colors I used to do my room I used to do my sister's room I used to my brother's room I used to everybody's room and then the idea came to me, I know in high school, it was my senior year, my junior year, um, I had an art class and it was a project that we had to do. And I was able to like assort colors and something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like some music with colors and arranging colors. And she's like, you're really good at this. And she mentioned a few things to me because I think she was the first person that I can recall asking me what I wanted to do. And I was like, I like doing this. And this is what I used to do when I was little. And she's like, oh, something like interior design. And I was like, huh, what the fuck is that? And so I Googled it, looked it up. Well, not Googled it because I didn't have Google, but I had to like look it up, go to the library, look it up because I used to hang out with my, my friends at the library. No, we didn't have the mall to go to the fucking King's Plaza was far, but we had, I had the library. So I went to the library, looked it up and she gave me some books as well, the teacher. So I was like, oh, I think I like this. And then, and then after telling me that she was like, interior designers don't really make money. So maybe you want to do architecture. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, girl, didn't you just say interior design? Now I'm all excited about that. And I'm telling about something architecture. So I was like, fine. So I did end up applying to uh, City College, got into their architecture program, which was like a big fucking deal. And I didn't know that it was a big deal to get into the architecture program at City College. And I also decided that I wanted to run track um, because I wanted to run track ever since I was in high school. And before then, because I love track, Gail Devers was my woman, uh, Flojo. And all these women, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to run track in my school. My high school was very new. They didn't have a track team. So I went to college. So doing these two things was very hard um, because architecture is supposed to be your life when you're at city. And track is also your life as an athlete. Even though it was a vision three, it's like they were real serious about their shit. And I was like, I, how can I do these two things? And so I basically had to decide. Like, how much do I like architecture or how much do I like track? And my ass was like, I like track better. And so I dropped architecture as a major. 
I started doing engineering because I still kind of like that kind of stuff. I started doing such, oh, I wanted to do civil engineering, I should say. Dabbled in in, in that in some ways. And I was just like, no, nah, I can't do this neither. Um, it's still time consuming. So track, track stuck. Uh, and then I, I was like, you know what? Let me just get this degree and I'll figure it out for my master's. So those things were like my gateway to feeling like I want to do something in this realm and I enjoy it. So when I got my master's, I went for urban planning and this felt right. That felt right to me because it wasn't like time consuming and it allowed me to tap into all things that I enjoyed, um, including like sociology and psychology and all those things. And interior design in some ways, like site planning was like a little bit of engineering architecture so it tapped into all those things and and yeah that was my journey but it was it was one where I don't remember ever, anybody ever asking me but I remember my parents being well upset that I was not going to be in architecture anymore and I remember the, the the counselor for architecture telling me you know you'd be only one of like nine black women in the country to be an architect and I'm like girl what and so like it didn't really hit for me but but it is true. There's not many black architect female architects in this, in this country which is sad I'm sure those numbers have grown since but there wasn't that many. Um, and, and I felt like she was exaggerating too. So I felt like, lady, go, 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 go take a nap. Um, but it, it, it definitely wasn't something I felt like pressured about. It was just more like on myself, like, what am I going to do with myself? I know I got to work. What am I going to do? And I know for sure I want to do something that, that I'm going to like, because if people talking about, you know, I hear I am 2021 20, and they're like, oh, you're going to have to work till you're 85. I'm like, well, I better enjoy the fucking thing that I got to do while I have to make this money. And so I just knew that was a thing that I was clear on. I had to at least like it a little bit. And so I knew that was important, but how I was going to get there, I don't know. And I mean, I, I can't say that I'm there now, but I'm, I'm, it took me a lot of turns. I guess we'll get into this later. It took me a lot of turns to get to where I'm at now. But, but yeah, that, that's my uh, finding my career, quote unquote, journey. Yeah, I mean, I guess like both of you, um, yeah, I'm still not in film like like Natasha. Mommy and Daddy weren't happy with the decision to do anthropology and film because neither make money offset. And my father could not imagine like, what are you going to do as a job um, with the film? That makes no sense. That, that, that just didn't compute to them at all. <laughs> it wasn't a good, good look. They were pissed because you're choosing two majors that probably won't make you a lot of money and you're not going to be a lawyer and triple disappointment you were like a, basically asking to sign up to be a bum <laughs> <laughs> like exactly exactly uh, that sounds like how they made you feel for sure yeah like parents were like you're doing what you're going to go for to school for what and it, they were not they were not at all <laughs> happy and they did not make it easy um they did not the decision they didn't make it easy and I, I think that the, the thing is that was the first decision I had made on my own where I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to this, is, this seems thing. like this is the right thing to do. I did uh, actually after college, um, I had a really hard time in film program for whatever reason. I love the anthropology program, actually. That's one thing about Hunter. I don't know something about the anthropology classes. I always was. I was always engrossed in it. I was always happy <laughs> taking those classes um there was one class I had to actually take a no credit but that was my own thing because I couldn't get my research design under control um and then I had to I retook the class but it was neither here nor there um I did uh 
become a flight attendant right after uh, college because of a lot of different reasons. And I always was going to go into uh, do my master's and I ended up doing international relations for my master's. So it was did something totally different. And now um, I just I guess it's leading me back towards anthropology and film at the same time, because I actually work in the film industry in a way. Um, but that's life. Like I, I work in the film industry, but I am going back to anthropology. Oh, I want to go back to anthropology. Um, hopefully that happens. Arlene, you already touched up on this idea that, you know, you're not really engrossed in getting like actually going into like a career thing. Right. Um, you want to like expand on that? Yeah, I've had a little bit of time to think about this, right? Like, why do we live in this society where you're constantly um, in a chase for something? And whether that be career, money, a house, all of that stuff. And then you don't, you turn what, 65, say, many of us turn many people turn 65 and still have to continue working although that's the time that you're supposed to retire and then by that time you're sick and your body shut down and whatever you don't really get to enjoy what you worked for or even if you had the opportunity to save that money like you're probably not in a position where you really can enjoy that so i'm like you live to work and at the end of it all like what you die did you enjoy your life were you happy were there things that you know you got to accomplish did you get to travel did you have the freedom to travel and then also the office politics that you have to go through to go through these things is not something that for me is natural and i just like was just like fuck it whatever i do as long as it is good where i can pay my bills i could take care of myself and um, I'll enjoy it because I have to be a person where I enjoy whatever I'm doing in the moment. And I have to find the good in the things rather than focusing on being miserable, you know. So it's like now I work for a lumber company and I'm like, it's different. I enjoy it because it's different. I see different things. I talk to different people. You know, it's a different, completely different life than what I had in New York where it was fashion and it was the office politics and you know the having to dress up the having to be the best dress I sometimes what I felt like or or expressing your own fashion and then you know kissing up to these people and 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 at the end of the day you did all that shit and they fucking fire you or you quit or whatever what did what did you do that for you know what I'm saying like it's just a different outlook for me now and even still, like my goal is to achieve a, a free life where I'm not bound by the matrix and all of that. So yeah, my, my outlook is a bit different, I guess, when it comes to career and, cause I just don't wanna keep ch having to chase the, the carrot. Like that's exhausting for me. Got it. That's interesting. Um, why do you think that you have to give up on doing fashion and not chasing the carrot. Why can't it be both? Like I could still do fashion or work in this industry or not work in this industry, but still do the thing I love while still like not chasing the carrot 
And I understand that in the industry, this is how it's done, but I could still do the same. I could still do something that's interesting to me without working in the industry. Um, because that, that's a question for myself as well. Well, like, like for me, fashion is how I dress and how I put an outfit together or whatever, right? My, my expression of how I want to present myself in this world. I don't necessarily have to be in the industry to express that part of myself still. You know, I don't have to do that. I don't feel I have to do that. I feel I still find joy in these things without having to be engulfed in it, you know? So that's how I find the, the balance in that, where I can still express that part of myself that I do love, which is, you know, fashion and what fashion represents and, you know, work, some, work in something else. What is um, chasing the carrot mean? Chasing the, the, like chasing the American dream, like getting the house and the money and the cars and the luxuries and the vacation and, and having status and, you know, going up the tax brackets, you know, whatever. That shit where people are looking at you and, and giving you praise because, you know, you're doing these things or, or you feel accomplished within yourself because you you're doing these things i'm trying to think if i know anybody who's like i'm chasing the american dream um so does anybody know anybody who still i mean it's 2022 do we still do that do people still do that i think i think people still do that because even even if it's sub unconsciously or indirectly people still do that but what does that look like what does it look like for somebody to indirectly or unconsciously chase the american dream the American because dream is like what is it, the 2.5 uh, children or whatever it is. They say a, a white picket fence in the suburbs. And what's the other thing? Uh, whatever, like some job in a big company, right? Right. And the car. And the fancy car. And the fancy car. It's like, I, I guess I'm asking because I don't think it even, even let me preface this. Why am I asking the question? Because I feel like I don't, believe in the American dream. I don't think that ever existed for the majority of the people in this country or who come to this country. Um, this, the idea is there, but I don't think it's realistic. And I don't know that I ever really did. Uh, the difference is when I move through the world, I feel like I'm here to explore. And if I'm unhappy doing a thing, I'm not doing it. And I did that for a long time. So I think that's why I say what I say when I'm like, I'm going to do what makes me happy. And the things that I enjoy are using or tapping into like this ability of mine to want to problem solve. And if I'm at a place where there's not that, there's not that happening, then I'm moving. And so how do we um, break apart this idea that because you're, because you don't want to settle, doesn't mean that I'm chasing the American dream or somebody chasing the American dream. The difference is I just don't want to be miserable. And I will say this because I came from a place where I totally respected the people who have been at that job since they were 16 and 19 years old and stayed there and they're in their 50s and 60s. I think they're having their 60s now, you know what I mean? Or pushing their 70s and not retired. So it's like, I respect those people so much because at least they're, they're not miserable. And I feel like that's what's not respected in this country. It's like, I don't know, I can't say in this country. I'm going to say in most of society, what feels like if you're, if you're at a job that they feel like is not the thing to do, then it's like you ain't doing shit yeah. versus those people to me. Like you've been in since you fucking 19 and you're like pushing 70 and you're good. Shit. 
I wish I could find a place where I'm good at. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm, I feel okay. And I could feel like I can stay here um, if that's what I choose to do and spend my time. And so I'm going on a little bit of a rant, but I also had to like in this conversation think about work. There's two types of work for me. There's work as in what I'm putting my energy into. And then there's work as in how I'm selling my time. Mm-hmm. And so both those things have to feel good to me. Both those forms of work have to feel good to me. And I don't give a fuck about the American dream because I don't, I don't want a house. I don't want kids. I don't want it. I don't want a pet even. I don't want a fancy car. Uh, I'm going to drive this Hyundai until the lease is over. <laughs> and then I'm going to go back to my Kia kind of thing. Like that's, you know, so I think that I feel like I know so many people who are in that realm, which is like, I just have to enjoy what I'm doing. And if my job is not treating right, the environment that, that's paying me is not healthy for me, I'm out. And I don't give a fuck about house, car. So that's why I asked the question in the beginning of this little rant. Do we really know people who's really chasing that? And I mean, I possibly do and just don't know. I mean, I think to a certain extent, you do know people. Because <laughs> I, I would say that um, a couple of your friends that I know are. Um, so in... That's neither here nor there. I think that that's the thing. Is I think my question comes from also a point where I was like, my realization is, I love. I still want to make film, right? I'm gonna. I'm going to make film. I have made a film, y'all. I'm. A, I'm edit this. I need some. I need. I need some support. I need an editor. Together. Just pull it together. I need an editor. But anyway, I gotta edit my film, my short film. Anyway, I do. I still do believe that I'm gonna be making film. I just realized that. I don't want to be in the industry <laughs> in that way. I don't think my personality um, blends, blends well with the industry the way that it is. And, and I, I, I acknowledge that, but I was like, what are other things that I want to do? And I, and I have identified that. So we were sitting in uh, European anthropology and just totally being engulfed and engrossed, excuse me, in the ideas that were presented to me and wanting to learn more. I remember being uh, in film theory classes and really loving those film theory classes. So there are parts of my life that I'm like, okay, I can identify what is important to me. And maybe the idea that, you know, the values that are in that industry just don't align with mine, but I I can see a way that I can still create what I want to create without having to do that thing. So that's why I asked, because I think that I used to think that, well, I never really did, but there's always a there's always a million ways to do something. And just because there's this idea over here that you are supposed to do things in a certain way doesn't mean you have to. Um, so that that's where it comes from. Um, as far as the American dream is concerned, I also don't feel like I don't know if I ever did, but maybe I did buy into the American dream because I did want the house and I, I thought I was going to be married by now. But we'll get into that in a different episode. But right now, what I want more than anything is to make sure that my time is being used in a fulfilling way. The other day, I kind of got into talking to my mother. I said, I want to be fulfilled in my job. And she's like, oh, well, that that's up to you. And I got kind of got mad or whatever, like like I do when somebody's telling me some 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 kind of truth. And then I had to sit back and be like, yeah, it's up to me. But also understanding that when I'm feel, I, I think I've said this before, understanding that when I'm feeling something. My feelings are my guidance system. And if I'm in a place 
where I'm always feeling like having that sense of I'm fighting, feeling sad, or I'm fighting, feeling like what I'm doing is, is, is worthless or this sense of feeling like, you know, spinning around, spinning, I'm spinning my reels. Maybe I need to reevaluate the place, the space I'm in. So I think that there's that balance too, for me, where I'm like, I, I get, I get that it's up to me to feel happy, but also I have to be honest with myself about what places and spaces I'm putting myself in. So, I mean, I wish I could be content. I always was jealous of those people who were just content with what they were doing. I've never been that person, unfortunately. Um, but that just means that my guidance system, my uh, my higher spirit is probably telling me to go in a different direction um, in order to get that. I don't know. Sorry for that rant. Yeah, I understand. That's why it's like, I don't know. It's always like in all the in all the different aspects of, of jobs or careers or whatever I've been in, trying to find fulfillment. It's like you got to kind of make the best out of the situation you're in. And fulfillment comes from within you. External sources shouldn't um, shouldn't really affect that if you're good within yourself. So I changed my focus from trying to find a career more so and just focused on being the best me in whatever situation that I'm in and being happy within myself and knowing that I'm doing my best no matter what the best is at that time. I don't think is a very big or grandiose thing, but I guess I'm trying to keep it simple so that I don't go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, I'm already crazy, so <laughs> let me stop playing. I'm playing, y'all. As In terms of fulfillment, I guess um, that's, a, I guess, a feeling that does come from inside of us. I, I don't know. I just, I have to think about that, actually. Um, about just being just at a place because I'm not there yet. I'm just not in in that pl- place where I'm just, I just feel like I want to believe that I could just be happy anywhere, but that's never been the case. I've kind of tried to force myself to do that. It's never happened for me. So I've kind of had to say, I do have to have to move when I'm not feeling like something doesn't feel right. I feel off. Maybe something inside of me is telling me to move and, you know, honor that inside myself. But also, I guess it's also how we spend our time when we're not in work. And how, how do you all um, find that when you're off of, when you're not selling your time? What's your work outside of work? I want to say um, that I tried my best because I was at a place where people had been there so long. It was almost like I felt like the weirdo. Like, why the fuck aren't you just settle the fuck in nobody leaves here <laughs> like they retire from here and they work here forever and ever something's wrong with you so I really tried to convince myself um that that was something I had to work on and the more I tried the more my guidance system um told me girl what the fuck are you doing and so I had to move I had to move and so what for me is I don't try to fit into the place if the, the place is not for me, I got to go. The minute it's for not for me, I got to go because now it's compromising my happiness. I'm not going to try to fit in. And so I feel like it's a disservice to myself if I try to stay someplace 
And I didn't feel like that the whole time I was there. It just started happening progressively. And I realized it was like getting stronger and stronger, that feeling that I had to had to move. And so I continue to do that ever since. And now I'm in a place where I just try to do my best to say, okay, so what do you want to do next? And I try to focus my energy there. So even when I'm outside of work, no, it's not the work that I'm getting paid for. It's not my labor, but it's the work where it's like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? What is it you want to do? Now, is that going to party every other week? then that's what you're going to do. If that's taking naps, then that's what you're going to do. If it's watching Netflix, that's what you're going to do. If many times at that job, what I used to do was I used to have a second job or a third. um, And I used to work in multiple places to try to figure out maybe there's an environment that I can find while I'm in my off time to do something else to selling my, selling my labor that would, you know, fulfill um, what I'm looking for. So I can replace this other job with a new job. So I, that's what I used to do. And I also used to go to school. I used to take classes randomly um, at City Tech or someplace like that, just taking random um, continuing ed classes because I'm like, maybe I'll find it this way. And I d- it did help. It helped a lot and it helped me get to new jobs and new places and meet new people. So that was enjoyable for me because it grew it grew my community a little bit, but it also, uh, yeah, it did help grow, help grow my community because I met new people at different jobs in different types of work than the one that I was doing, sitting in an office, doing work that was okay, but it really, the environment wasn't for me and the work I had outgrown it. So I think there's so many things that you could do to, I mean, that I do, what I try to do to fill my time, not fill my time, that's, that's the wrong word, um, to enjoy my time outside of getting paid. And I thoroughly enjoy everything that I do, whether it's taking a nap or reading a book or you know going out and hanging out with people um, that I love and that's it. And of course, traveling when I can. And, and those are the things that really matter to me, spending time with my family, um, random happy hours at our house. Those are the times that mean most to me, that mean a lot to me, I should say. Um, and, and those experiences help also, whether I know it or not, inform the work that I choose to do as well, how I choose to sell my time. I guess for me, the work done outside of work, um, I go to the, I pretty much go to the gym almost every day. And that's a lot of work, but I paid to do that. I, I actually enjoy it. It, brings me a clear mind and I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy, you know, spending time with people, friends. I enjoy spending time with my dog. Now I have my dog, stuff like that. I just try to enjoy every moment that that is happening while I'm doing it. If And I try to be, um, I try to listen to myself and my body. So if I don't want to do anything, I'll enjoy not doing anything. Find peace and joy in, in the little things. Yeah. Um, thank you both. Um, I think my work outside of work has, I'm, I'm like tend to be a little bit busier than I like to be because I do a lot of uh, self-discovery stuff, but the things I love doing is kind of traveling um, when I can. This pandemic has kind of slowed that down, but traveling when I can has been like, has been the thing that I liked to do. I like to do um, my writing have to I definitely want to be more consistent with that but I love writing I love just spending time with the people I love and care about even though I spend a lot of time by myself um lately but uh yeah things like that and, and doing this podcast has been 
an immense amount of it's a it's a time commitment, but I also really do enjoy doing the work of preparing for the episodes and and just getting the episodes out, reaching out to people, getting to know different people through the podcast. So it's this has been a uh, a really big part of the work I do outside re- most recently. If I didn't have to worry about money though, I feel like I would be I would be sleeping more actually. Um <laughs> But I also would be probably writing more and I would be probably making a lot more films um, and and just making a lot more mistakes and traveling more because I'm like, I think that what happens with me is a lot of things I want to do take a lot of a commitment of money. And if I didn't have to worry about money, I would be taking a lot more risks Um, and I would be doing a lot more things that, you know, were more meaningful to me, like writing and creating more working with different people uh and you're just following that sense of like how do I help someone else create what they want to create and that's what I really want to do like how do I make it so that this person has what they need um as well so I I know something so how why don't they know so that that's what I would be doing hopefully that's what I would see as ideal for me um, but you know, money, <laughs> that, I think that's what, that's a big thing. Money, it's the devil, but we got to pay bills and this is the world we live in. So you don't think you can do that. Um, uh, I guess with the, in, in talking about careers, like my question, let me articulate this as best as I can. It seems like it's possible for you to do that anyway, but it feels more, does it feel mm, like it's more pressure? in this way because money's involved which part of it to be able to do the thing that you want to do which is you know write more um and you know help connect people to things that give them access to things that you you feel like um would be helpful to them doing their own creative ventures and things like that is it money being a hindrance for you to do that now or is it feeling like you just can't do as as well or as much because money is a focus and therefore that just kind of takes us aside. I think that it's, uh, I would say this, I, I want to move towards doing those things. And I, I feel like I am moving towards writing more, helping people with resources and stuff because that's essentially the, those are the things I want to do with my life. And so I'm, I, I have to take a look at how I'm using my time the best way so I can create that life for myself and traveling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How do I create that life? And I think I'm taking the steps in order to create that life, but it's going to take longer. If I, if, if like money were just to pour down on me, I would be like, I'm just going to do it. But right now I have to create the life or create the structures in my life so that that that's possible. And I think it's a, um, I wish I was doing that now, uh, but I'm not. But I'm like, how do I create the structures to make sure that I am writing more? I'm, I'm, I'm doing the things that fulfill me and makes me feel like I'm a productive citizen of the of the world. So I don't want to just like be here on the planet and just be like, OK, this is cool. I'm making money. I can live. I can survive because that doesn't feel good to me. That doesn't feel right to me. Um, something about that just feels hollow. I want to make sure that you know, my day to day feels like I'm going to sleep feeling like, oh, I've done 
things. When I've, when I've like written something <laughs> creative or I've, I've researched something or I feel more fulfilled basically. So I don't know. That's, that's a long way of saying, and you could cut all that out by just saying, I, I think I'm working on, you know, doing those things. So I'm working on it. Okay. I just was wondering, um, this sounds possible, but yeah, I get it. Money uh, kind of drives us in a way or the need for money drives us in a way because money creates the access that, you know, that we may not have. I mean, for me, same, I would, I would nap more. I, I would, you know, do a lot more relaxing. I would feel more compelled to just get out. Um, I feel like I don't have enough time um, to just, just be out, you know, um, even at work when I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to finish this thing. I don't get outside. Like it was nice um, on Thursday and Friday. But I was like, oh, it's so nice outside. And I was like, but I have this fucking thing to finish. And so I also should be doing that. And I guess this ties into my question with Jahan and you answered it nicely. It's just like, I could be doing those things, but that's up to me to do. That's up to me to be like, all right, well, this project is still going to be due. You could just go outside for 20 minutes. Ain't nobody going to shoot you down for it. It'll be fine. Um, but I think that's a habit that I have to get myself into because if money was to rain down on me all in a sudden, would I know how to move? <laughs> like, would I know what to do with all of that? Not just the money, but with the time that it would allow me. Um, I think I have to practice those things from now. And I think that's where I, uh, where I, I need to put in some work where it's like, don't wait for the money to come. Just do it now. Um, whatever it is that you want to do, just kind of focus on that. So yes, I would nap more and I probably should be napping more now. And I could do that. I could get out more and I could do that more now, even when it's snowing like it is today, I could just still, um, I could, you know, still use my, my skills and my talents and whatever it is that I've come to this world with and my interests, which I do, I, you know, I'm, I'm in part of organizations and I attend these meetings and I'm, you know, taking some classes and I'm in a fellowship and all these things. And I'm learning a whole lot, which I love to do. I love to explore. I love to learn. I love to problem solve. And so I could be doing, I would be doing more of that. I would say I'd be spending my time doing, doing just more of all those things that I just mentioned. Um, if money was not, was not a part of the equation. If money was no object, I'd just be traveling. I would go see all the, uh, the big, you know, the pyramids and go to Israel and I'd go to Australia. I'd go to a lot of different, I would travel. I would travel in the most comfortable way. And I'd spend a lot of time in nature. Not napping more because I could nap, but I always feel like when I nap, I like wasted an hour that I could have been doing something. <laughs> but maybe nap a little bit more, not too much more. Just enjoy life, enjoying the moments, doing more things, exploring more things. It feels like like these are things that we could be doing now, but we're just not because of access. And that comes back to the conversation that we've had many times before too. I feel like when we talk about um, the economics of of life and these hierarchies of of our society that limit some and create opportunity for others, and that's a, that's a that's a shame, and that's an interesting at the same time. I feel like this was designed to keep us climbing, it never stop.
Yeah, the systems were definitely created in such a way that don't allow for uh, freedom of of thought, and uh, that and, and again, it limits access to some. And there's ways to to move away from that, but I don't know if this society particularly is is equipped for that. You know, it it requires, in my opinion, a certain communal mindset that we just don't have. Everybody's about self in our in our current society, and that's the unfortunate piece. If we work together, we can move forward like in monumental ways, but we don't think like that, you know, here in the society. We think about self. We don't think about the environment. We don't think about our collective um, abilities and our collective responsibilities. We think about, I got to do this for me and mine. And what the fuck are you doing over there? And got nothing to do with me. And it's like, you, you, we, we do, we know it's only <laughs> six degrees of separation. There's only, you know, a minuscule, minuscule little piece of DNA that makes us different uh, from the next person. We don't think like that. We think in, you know, siloed ways that just don't help move us forward. And it's supposedly, it's a part of evolution though, but we, 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 we can only make that evolution happen if we're doing it together, but we don't. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think about what it, what it looks like to, um, if we all could just live the life we want to live. And I think that it, it does take us um, also working together because if you ask a lot of people the same question, what do you want to do if money was no object? What would you like to do? And there's all these interesting answers. It, and it doesn't look like the American dream I, most of the time, which is interesting. So I think that that's always the, the interesting thing about this. Like if money was no object, oh, I would be traveling. I would be doing all these things. I would be working on art. I would be writing a book. I would, And it's just like, mm, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right <laughs> i would ask this question though what would what would a world where everyone was doing something that fulfilled them look like to you it would look like a world where we like i said have a more uh, collective responsibility to all the things that holistically make us who we are and that includes caring for the environment caring for each other um, and doing the things that, you know, we need to do to maintain a society, um, and doing that in a way that that's, that's just for everybody and understanding that there's a sense of, I'm no different than the person sitting next to me on the train. Um, and there's a respect for that person in, in a way that doesn't currently exist. Um, and I think the world would be a place, or could be a place where, you know, we're doing all these things in a more um, collaborative way and and it's not impossible, um, but it just requires us to start a smaller scale uh, and then expand from there. It's not it's not even utopian. It's possible. It's just we have to change the way we think. That's the challenge. Yeah, I agree. Um, a world that looked like, you know, where money wasn't an object, I think everybody would be, their focus would be different, you know, so the energy would be different. I'd imagine people trying to find more um, self-fulfillment and in community and, and in self doing a lot of healing, because I think a lot of people have to heal from a lot of trauma, you know, imposed from previous generations in society. Um, so I would imagine that healing would be a, a big thing 
and then rebuilding a, a more peaceful, loving, and harmonious uh, community and culture. Yeah, I think to me, it would look like people being able to just live and live in community as well. I think that that, that would, if, if we're all fulfilled, we're all doing exactly what, what which to a certain extent, maybe we are, all are doing what we came here to do. I don't know. But um, if we're all fulfilled, we it would look like more joy, people being able to engage with their feelings more fully because with joy, yes, there's sadness, there's, you know, pain, there's, there's a whole range of things that come along with it, but people would be able to do that in a healthy way, in a, in a more um, safe way. You know, fulfillment, I think, to me also goes towards what, what safety looks like. And I don't know if, to me, this culture helps me at least feel safe, um, feel secure. So I think that, that that's what it looks like. It feels safe, secure, joyful. It feels like freedom. People will be free. People will be honest. Yeah, it will look like enough because everybody would feel like they're enough. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Thank you both for this uh, episode. This was really enlightening. I think that we we uh, circle the drain sometimes about these topics. And so I'm, I'm glad that we um, got into this one. Um, a little bit more. So thank you all for again for listening to The Awkward Stare. If you like what you hear, please share with some friends and uh, follow us for more content like this. And we love hearing from you all. So you can either slide into our DMs at The Awkward Stare podcast on Instagram, or you can also email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. You know, also follow us on um, Instagram. We've been posting. That's all. That's all I can say about that. Anyway, bye. Later. Bye.